Good morning, Christian America. Why are you so worried? Why are we so worried? Today is Wednesday on the podcast. And like every Wednesday, we take a small step through the New Testament. This week is no different. We're going to talk uh, about what Jesus says about worrying. Why do we worry so much? Do we not trust him as we should? Where are these anxieties? Where are they coming from? What do we do about them? How does that impact us? How does that impact our relationship with Christ? Let's talk about that and talk about more this morning. Good morning, Christian America. Okay, good morning, Christian America. Like every Wednesday, we come to you this Wednesday to bring you a small tidbit of information, a tall, a small tidbit of education of what the Bible teaches us, what Scripture provides for us in 2019, more than 2,000 years ago, or after it was written and compiled and put together and what these principles mean what they meant then and what they mean today the great thing about scripture is that its lessons its morals are timeless they have no limits they're as relevant today as they were back then and that's what we're here to talk to you today about before we get to that I'd like to remind everybody, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, if you want to contribute to the Christian American cause, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. Pick yourself up a quality premium tea. We, we sell uh, uh, regular teas. We have premium teas. We have uh, elite tri-blend teas that feel great on your body. They're smooth on your skin. Uh, they're, they're durable. Uh, it's, uh, you're not going to find Christian American apparel uh like this okay so we sell uh tees tanks and hoodies and sweatshirts um yeah that's right i said tanks because summertime is coming beach time is coming you're gonna wanna you know show off those guns in a premium christian american tank so go to the go to christianamericantees.com and pick yourself up something nice Represent Christian America wherever you go. Represent the fundamental principles of Christ and the principles of America, the two priorities at the top of our list as Christian Americans. And if uh, for whatever reason you can't go uh, to the uh, to the website, subscribe to the Christian America, the Good Morning Christian America podcast on our YouTube channel, or continue to. Uh, uh, to tune into the podcast, either audio only or on any of the social media uh, platforms, we've been getting a great response lately. Our community and our on our reach is growing every day, every day with passionate individuals, passionate people, a passionate audience like yourself that is hungering for the Word of God, and as well they should because we need Him today as as more or as much as at any other time in history so if you remember last week last wednesday we talked we brought to you um 
Jesus's lessons on fasting. Very important. If you missed it, go back to last Wednesday. Jesus's lesson lessons on fasting, on not looking somber uh, and not pretending to be more pious than you are, not pretending to be suffering on behalf of Christ. You should be happy. You should be moving. You should be motivated during this time. Stop looking for sympathy. Stop looking for recognition. Jesus says, when you fast, wash your face and get moving. Okay? And then also about storing up treasures in heaven. Christ says, don't store up your treasures on earth. Store up your treasures in heaven because where your treasures are, your heart will be. And we want your heart in heaven. Okay, so this week we're picking up where Jesus left off. And so Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 about serving two masters and what God says. He says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other. You will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, a lot of people misuse this scripture to talk about money as being evil. Money in of itself is not evil. It is not evil. A later passage says the love of money is the root of all evil. Okay, so money by itself is not the problem. The problem, my friends, is you. You are the problem. If you are loving your money, if you are loving your stuff, if you are loving your prestige, if you are loving your position, if you are loving your employment more than you are loving God, then you are the problem. The position isn't the problem. The car isn't the problem. The house isn't the problem. The money is not the problem. The problem is you. The sin is yours. That's crucial text. In 2019, we have ourselves are being, we're being pulled in all different directions. And we have different standards or we have people that are trying to tell us, you know, what the standard of life should be, what the priorities of life should be. When we know firsthand, because God tells us over and over and over within scripture that he is the priority. It's in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not have other gods before me. When you place money, when you place prestige, when you place employment, when you when you place your residence as on a priority uh, a scale that equals or is greater than God, then you are creating a false god in these things. And that's a top ten commandment of what not to do. Christ is reinforcing re- reinforcing this lesson here when he says you cannot serve both God and money and he 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 gives you another example later on uh, that we'll cover when he's confronted about paying taxes to Rome you think Jesus is worried about that you think Jesus is worried about whether or not to, to, to give taxes to Rome Jesus could care less. 
They tried to trap him, but he could care less about that. And his answer was, you give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and you give to God what is God's, but you can't serve them both. And what he's concerned with, what we should be concerned with, is God. Loving God first. And I promise you, if you love God first, all that other stuff will come with it. When you do God's work, all that other stuff will come with it. Now, if you, uh, you know, the next, uh, the, the next passage in Matthew 6, verse 25, it deals with worry. Right? So I just told you that when confronted over the, the, the tax dilemma between you know, Caesar and what, God, what is God's, Christ wasn't worried about that. Jesus wasn't worried about that. And let me tell you what else he wasn't worried about. This is, he's, he tells you what he's not worried about. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you eat or drink or about your body or, or what you will wear. Is not life worth more than food and the body more than the clothes? How many of us get worked up over what we wear? How many of us get worked up over uh, uh, are we going to have enough for whatever it is that we're trying to do? What Christ is saying is don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. There's only one thing that matters in this life. And that's doing God's work. That's the number one priority. There's a bunch of other stuff. There's a bunch of other stuff. But the number one priority, your number one focus, should be God. It definitely should not be money. It should definitely not uh, uh, not be clothes. He says, look at the birds of the air. Do they not sow or reap or stow away in barns? And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Can you add a single hour to your life by worrying? The answer, my friends, is no, you can't. And Christ specifically tells you that, that you can't. So why worry about it? Now this is not easy though. It's not easy not to worry. I realize that. We all realize that. Christ realizes that. That's why he came down from heaven. That's why he became man. To to, to show you that he understands your pain. He understands your worry. He understands what it's like to be you. And then how to overcome that temptation. How to overcome those fears and anxieties. How to overcome death itself. That's what Christ did. That's what he did. He goes on to say, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, 
is thrown in the fire, will he, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? You of little faith. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. Man, that's powerful. Is that not, or is that not powerful? Specifically saying, it's not me saying it. This is not me saying it. This is Jesus saying it. In quotations giving his lesson, talking to his followers, telling them, you of little faith, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. The unbelievers run after all these things. Evil people, people that don't believe in Christ, people that don't have faith in God, people that don't understand his lessons, people that don't have faith in him, in Jesus, they run after these things. They run after the big house, the big car, the multiple cars, the money, the big bank account, the prestige, the position, the the employment. You know, they, they run after all these things. They're the ones that do this. Christian Americans don't do this. We put faith in God first. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness for all these things will be given to you as well. Bingo. He didn't just say, put faith in Christ and suffer through it. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He didn't say that you'll never get these things. He didn't say that. I'll read it again. It says, but seek his kingdom, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. When you seek his kingdom first, when you seek his righteousness at first, when you go into the world and put his priorities ahead of your priorities, when you live your life for him, all these other things will be given to you as well. They're your blessings. He has blessed you ahead of time if you follow his word, if you seek his kingdom and his righteousness. All of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You could be gone tomorrow. What difference, what, what difference is it going to make worrying about this 30 year mortgage? What difference is it going to make worrying about this 10 year plan? What difference is it going to make worrying about any of that stuff that doesn't matter if you were gone tomorrow? Because he says each day has enough trouble of its own. You have enough problems today. You have enough issues today to tackle. You have enough issues to uh, that you need to handle, that you need to bring Christ to, or that you need people to bring to Christ. You have enough uh, issues and trouble today. 
Why are you worrying about tomorrow? Why are you worrying about a problem that doesn't exist yet? And if you keep his kingdom and his righteousness at the top of your priority list, all that other stuff will be given to you as well. There isn't any more that I need to say. There isn't any more that I can say. There isn't any more, any, anything more convincing that I could lay out. There isn't a great argument that I, could, that I could make to make it any more clear than the words that Christ has already said. In case you missed it, in case you turned in late, turn to Matthew 6, verse 31. It's actually the end of 30, because I'll start with, you of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, and what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In 2019, we have a whole culture built around getting the next stuff. Getting more stuff. Being more popular. Being the, uh, having the biggest house on the block. Having the nicest car of all your friends. Having more followers than anybody else. We're in constant competition. Competition can be fine. Competition can be healthy. Healthy competition. Friendly competition. But if you're worried and you're stressed and you're uh, uh, actively seeking destruction through your competition, then that competition is wrong. Then that competition, the competition itself isn't wrong. The way you're in, you, the way you're competing is wrong. And you have to overcome that. Stop worrying about it. Stop seeking yourself first. Stop seeking your priorities. Start seeking God's priorities. If you seek God's priorities, good things are going to happen. Good things are going to happen. They might not happen right away. But they're going to lead. The, the steps you take are going to lead you in the right direction that will further yourself as a byproduct of doing his work, doing his works. Your success is not the primary. It's the it's the byproduct. If you try to make it the primary, you're going to lose. If you try to make your priorities the primary in your life, you're going to lose. And all these things will not come to you. But if you seek his righteousness and his kingdom first, you will be granted all those things as well. It can't be any more clear than that. Ladies and gentlemen, God's gift to you is unique. You have a gift right now within you that is just waiting to be realized. It's just waiting to be realized. And if you haven't realized it yet, I have a strong feeling it's because you're not seeking God's will. I have a strong feeling that you're seeking your own 
success, your own prestige, your own priorities. That's what I have a feeling. I believe that if you put God first and you you looked at your situation from his perspective and you said, here I am, Lord, in front of you with, with what you've given me. How can I help your works? How can I help your message? How can I help your community? If you ask these questions and you prayed on them, I, I think you might come up with a solution. I believe that you might come up with uh, something that makes sense. I believe that God will send down the Holy Spirit into your mind, into your heart, into your mouth, into your hands. That's what I believe. I believe that if you haven't found what what brings meaning into your life, what brings true happiness into your life, I believe that you're not seeking His kingdom first. And I believe that if you did, your life would be drastically changed. It may not be the next day. It may not be the next week or the next month. But it will change for the better. He will put you on the path. And maybe it's something that you've never thought about before. Maybe it's a a position or a place or a, a, you know, some place completely different than what you would have ever imagined. You don't know, we don't know, the true power of God. We can't mentally conceive his plan his effects it's so large and it's so complex there's trillions of galaxies out there that he put in motion and he placed us here at this time at this place wherever you are with the gifts that you've given that you've been given the talents that you have. If you're trying to do that mathematically, you you, you can't calculate it. It's incalculable. You cannot calculate it. With, with With the strongest computer and the brightest, most brilliant minds, you couldn't even come close to calculating the odds of where, of, of you right now where you are, what you're doing, what you have inside you, the experiences that you've taken from from earlier in life, and where you're going to go with all that. There's no way the human mind can can conceive a, a solution 
to that complex equation. But God does. He does. And he does it. He does it with you and all of us. Imagine that might. Imagine that power. His love and his understanding is truly unbelievable. It's truly incalculable. We cannot understand it. But what we can do is have faith in it. We can have faith in God. We can have faith that he has put us on the right path. We can have faith that he, the words that he has given us, the words in the scripture that we just read is true. We can have faith that it's true. And if it's true, all we have to do is follow it. All we have to do is stop worrying, compose ourselves, seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and that we will be successful. We will have purpose, we will have meaning. Stop looking elsewhere for it. It's been there the whole time. You know, have you ever, have you ever lost something? Have you ever lost something in plain sight? I tell you, the other day I lost my phone. I usually have a place that I put it. I put my phone in a certain spot. Uh, When I come home and I empty my pockets and I I have everything, I have certain uh, places for everything because I'm a little obsessive compulsive. Um, But I took the phone, I took my phone and I, I was using it and I sat it down right in front of me and then I got up. I got up, I went to the kitchen um, and then I came back or as I was coming back, I went to grab my phone where it normally is, forgetting that I just had it in my hand. And so it wasn't in the right, in the spot that it where it was, where it was supposed to be, where I always put it. And then I searched around for it and I couldn't find it. And I went, and, and instead of re, relaxing, in, instead of uh, not stressing, instead of uh, uh, having my wits about me because I was in the middle of an email that I didn't want to send. It was to uh, somebody who was, it was, that was important. And I was in the middle of it. I just set the phone down and I started moving around with the kitchen, came back uh, and I started to panic. I was like, where's my phone? Now I, th- this guy is waiting on this answer. I have this answer, um, but now I can't find my phone. And I was on a time deadline. So then I can't find my phone where it normally is. I run upstairs because I changed clothes and I was like, maybe I left it up there for whatever reason. Then I searched all the pockets. Then I came down into the basement. I was like, well, checked out my desk and I checked out the kids' room. And then I asked the wife and the kids, like, hey, have you seen my phone? 
and I'm stressing and I'm panicking and I'm not thinking and I'm everywhere all over the place trying to find this thing that was literally right word right in front of me. It was literally right in front of me. I just turned it over and it was sitting on the coffee table right in front of me. Once I found it, made a big scene. I was tired. There was a mess now. My clothes were off the hanger upstairs. My desk was in shambles as I went around looking through the drawers. I created this whole scene when the answer was right in front of me. How many of us are living our lives like that? Where we're all over the place and the answer is right in front of us. Seek his kingdom and his righteousness first. It's right in front of you. So ladies and gentlemen, as always, have a great day. Have a blessed day. Remember this passage for the rest of your day. Remember to seek his kingdom first and his righteousness first. And all that other stuff. Stay blessed.